Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart Live. That page, you'll be able to see us 
on there, or if you're on Facebook, you can go on my web, you can go on my Facebook page at Brother Prater, Brother Prater. You'll see us on there. I would like to say hello to everyone. Sorry I had a late start. Um, you know, because of this pandemic, I always say pandemic, 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 pandemic. You know, want to make sure that everything is straightened up to par. So I'm uh, situated and thank God that God has protected us and allowed us to be here one more time. So thank y'all for y'all participation. Thank y'all for uh, chiming in. Question. Do you have people in your life who are always causing drama or they only call you when they want you to come to their rescue? But they're never around when you need help. Hmm. Sadly, some folks would try to take your kindness for weakness, and they don't have a problem with using you until you're all out. And these same folks are not only those that you may date, those that may be in your friendship, some may be at your job, in your family, or in your church. But know that God wants you to stop allowing folks to use you, take you for granted, or play you as a fool. You have to learn to stand your ground and cut people off. So on today's show, we're going to talk about recognizing and removing toxic folks. Also, we want to talk about protecting your emotions and much more in the episode called Let's Just Kiss and Say Goodbye. You know, it's it's sad that you have to get to the point where you have to tell people enough is enough. And I know a lot of times we may mean well. A lot of times we may have friendships. We, you know, a lot of times we think because we're kind to others, people are going to be kind to us. And unfortunately, we got to look at it. We're not living in Mayberry. We're not living in a time where, well, you know, um, this person is good because this is grandmama's friend's son or grandmama's friend's daughter. You know, we have to be real. We're living in the day of time where we have to protect ourselves. We're living in the day of time that we can't trust everybody. Let's be real. And unfortunately, many people, we have allowed ourselves to be used because we automatically give our trust to people who has not earned it. Now, many times people just say, well, you know, you need to start uh, watching people. You know, you need to start examining folks, you know. But then also a lot of times we assume because we may be related to them that we can automatically trust them. And I know many times we have allowed ourselves to be hurt, even by kinfolks. Uh, it, there's a theme that's going on, especially in this um, political atmosphere. One of the things that we always say, all skinfolks ain't kinfolks. <laughs> you know? So we have to understand, just because we may be re- related to them, 
by blood does not mean that we're related to them by love. But also, we're not related to them by trust. So we have to understand that not everybody is deserving of our trust. So even though we may have grown up with them, may have went to school with them from kindergarten on up to 12th grade, now you're in your 30s, and you just assume because y'all were like brothers that, hey, they'll never do me wrong. Unfortunately, many times, many of the folks who have gotten themselves hurt, we have allowed ourselves to be hurt by people who have what? Who have had entry in our heart. If we be real with it, we have to understand that God wants us to be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. Now, many times people just say, oh, well, you know, that means that, you know, um, uh, you know God, God wants me to help them. Well, you know what? Many times we, we blame a lot of stuff on the devil, but also we blame a lot of stuff on God. Well, you know, God wants me to help them. God didn't tell you to help them. We have to consult God about everything and everybody. Let's be real. And many times, if we look at it, if we really just kind of remove ourselves from the type of relationship that we have with that person and the type of relationship, like I said, maybe family, maybe coworkers, friendship, or whatever. If we remove ourselves and just examine them as if we don't know them, we realize that there are some character flaws that they that they have but we have allowed ourselves to miss some red flags that God may be revealing. Why? Because we mean well, but that doesn't mean they mean well. And it's time for us as believers to stop allowing ourselves to be used. People just think, oh, well, you know, being saved, that means that you're going to be used. That means you got to bear your cross. Well, you know what? That ain't the cross that God wants you to carry. Just be real. And see, if you look at it, many times they think, let's be real, they think that Christians are naive or stupid. They think, well, you know, I'm going to turn another, if they did me wrong, I'm going to turn another cheek. Yeah, but there's a point where God tells you to stand your ground. And that doesn't mean that you ain't saved. That doesn't mean that you don't love the Lord. That doesn't mean that you don't love people. But also, as much as you may love people, you got to love yourself and stop allowing yourself to be used. Some people may not like that because, oh, this being hard now, but that's the biblical way, biblical way. <laughs> and see, whatever you don't know about God's word, that's what they're going to try to manipulate you in. And you know what? We are, Sometimes we allow ourselves to be manipulated or used by folks who ain't even godly and who ain't even sent by God. And I know there are some they, I'm going to tell you like this. There are some people that are con people that will even try to throw some scripture on you. Or, you know, the Bible says, you know, and, and they try to uh, uh, throw something, speak tongue or whatever. But God told you to try their spirit by his spirit. I'm going to tell you like this. It doesn't matter if somebody quote the Bible. Look for application of the Bible. Look at it in their life. Examine it. You know why? Because manipulative people, first of all, manipulation is a spirit. 
and that's the spirit of Satan. That's the spirit of the devil. So if you as a believer, you're talking to God, you're communicating with God, you're spending quality time with God, you're discerning, and all of a sudden somebody tries to come to you with some type of manipulation, manipulation of foolishness, don't you know God would alert you? Hey, 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 don't give in to what they're saying. Well, God, this person is a preacher. This person is supposed to be uh, uh, the first lady. No, but look, look, look. Forget about the title. Look at the spirit. Like I said, people that, I'm going to tell you like this. I believe in being real. God is trying to bring awareness to his people because there are con people. There are wolves in sheep's clothing. Like I said, those that know me, I work in the jailhouse. I work in the jailhouse. Been there, matter of fact, this coming January, it'll be 27 years that I've been working at Dallas County. And also, being specific, I've had the floors of the sexual abusers, the baby rapers, and all of that stuff. And a lot of them that were in the abuse cells were ministers. I'm not talking about what I heard about. I'm telling you what I know because they were on my floor. I've heard them talk. I heard the manipulation. I heard all that stuff. And I've been, look, I've been hearing it and seeing it at work, and I've been hearing and seeing it outside of my job. And so I'm here to tell you from what's behind the scenes, but if you don't receive it, hey, I did my part. I'm telling you because God wants us to be a steward. Just a good, just a steward? No, a good steward, which means a manager. Being a better steward or manager of the things and possessions and responsibilities that he has given us, which also includes our time and talent. But inside that time and talent, that also includes our heart. So it's our biblical responsibility when we start seeing foolishness, it's all foolishness. Because there are people that have an agenda and a motive, not for God's good, not for your good, but for their good, for their greed. So now when we encounter these things, God wants us to be aware so that way we can stop being duped by the devil. Thank God I see a, uh, see a, not just a friend of mine, but I see a coworker of mine. See him online. Yeah. So in order for us to be a better steward and recognize this stuff, we have to stop being naive and call it what it is regardless of whatever title or who they may be. None of that matters. God has you to see that stuff for you to do something about it. Not just for you to protect other people from it, but for you to be protected from it yourself. See, when we see these things, my main question I always ask, when we see these type of things, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do? Well, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to get involved. Are Christians supposed to be involved in things? Yes. Are Christians supposed to be in politics? Yes. Are Christians supposed to just sit there and do nothing? No. 
Sometimes we have to be confrontational. And the confrontational is, first of all, confrontational spiritually. We have to know God's word, know it in detail, back and forth, and apply it to our lives. Because don't you know the devil knows God's word too? He just don't apply it in his life. But the devil knows much more God's word than us. And he knows the specific words to leave out to deceive you. Somebody might be trying to bless you with some financial money, with some finances. And then that's when the devil going to tell you, hey, don't you take that, you know, money is the root of all evil. No, I'm not going to take that because money is the root of all evil. Praise the Lord. And that ain't scripture. It doesn't say the love of money. It says Excuse me, it didn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money. In other words, your motive of why you're trying to obtain that money is greed. But it goes beyond money. The love of whatever other than God could possibly be something that will separate you from your relationship with God or your relationship with people. So that's why it's so important for us to know God's word, specifically know God's word. So with that, when we talk about these type of people, when we recognize these type of people, first of all, what we have to do, like I said, we have to first recognize it. We have to look beyond who they are in the physical. Look beyond, like I said, what type of who they are or what type of relationship that we may have with them. Because a lot of times we'll see some things, and it may be a red flag to pull up, but what happened? Because of our emotions, because, hey, excuse me, um, uh, th- that's Reverend so-and-so, that's Sister so-and-so, because of who they are, our emotions will tell them, hey, you don't see what you really God be throwing a red flag and he be waving it. The devil try to make you cut off the lights. So we have to look beyond our emotions and see facts. When you go to court, they don't want your opinion. And I always tell people this, opinions doesn't matter. When you go to people, don't talk to people about your opinion. Talk to them about facts. What you feel, what you think is very irrelevant because you may be mentally misled or you may be emotionally misguided. So look beyond your emotions because your emotions waver. Your emotions are like the tides in the sea that go back and forth based upon conditions or individual or circumstances. So we have to look beyond our emotions and go by facts. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, quacks like a duck, smells like a duck, you can't call it you can't call it a donkey. But also think about it. We have to look at the the, the pattern or the habit of what they eat. When I say they, that means even talking about a duck. Look at what a duck may eat. Because if you look at it, 
wolves try to hide in sheep clothing, try to hide amongst the sheep. But you think about it. The sheep are eating the hay, but the wolf, he may not eat the hay or he may tolerate the hay, but that's not what he like. The hay is just something that's a camouflage until he gets one of those sheep. So we have to recognize how they eat. Look, he wants all this hay. He ain't eating. Why is that? Hmm. You look at the bowels, and it ain't producing the bowels of what the sheep's eating. It's producing the bowels of, huh? They're like, oh my gosh, they're like sheep droppings. Excuse me, they're like uh, wolves droppings. Yeah. So we have to look at the person's behavior. Look at their conduct. And also, one of the things I always tell people, a lot of times we we look at what a person says, how a person treats us, which is good. But the true character of a person will be revealed not only how they treat you, but how they treat others. Why? Because there may be a motive of why they treat you so nice, but they treat everybody so badly. And especially if you have something that they want. Hmm. You think about it. That person, they treat you nice, but all of a sudden, you know, good example. I've seen, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I've seen a lady that that's at church. She'll always try to run to the pastor to give some water, to do all this, to do all that, fix some food, and, hey, I got you this, I got you that, but you got a grown husband at the house. You don't even do those things for him. Why is that? Hmm. No. First of all, <laughs> that pastor minister needs to say, hey, no, no. No, I, I appreciate it, but no, I'm not going to accept that. You just you take care of your husband. You do that for your husband. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So it's his responsibility to, you know, correct her. But they'll do, they'll break their necks for some folks, but won't do it for the main people. So why is that? Because there is something they see that they can get out of the deal. It's something that they want. something they're trying to get over. Hmm. So when we see these kind of behaviors, our responsibility is to recognize it and put a stop to it. With us being able to see these kind of behaviors, we have to understand everybody they say that they're your friend, everybody they say, you know, uh, you, know you know what, you're my best friend. I, I love you. You're a God-fearing lady, a God-fearing man. I appreciate you. You've been there for me. That's fine and dandy. And they can say some beautiful words about you, and they can be true. They can be telling the truth that you are an upstanding person. You're there for them. You're their best friend. You Listen, you're their best friend. But just because they say those beautiful words to you, and you may be somebody that they trust, does not mean that you give them the same type of relationship for you to trust them the same level as you as they trust you. You understand that? 
In other words, you might be upfront, you might be honest, you might be transparent to them. But just because you're open, you're honest, you're transparent to them, don't assume they're doing they're doing the same thing to you for you. You can't assume that. Many of us let our guards down because we're nice to them and we hear the response and we receive that. And like I said, it could be true. But just as much you're there for them, you have to look at are they exhibiting the same character that you're giving to them? Or is it just a one-sided relationship? Is it a one-sided friendship? Is the only time they say that oh you you are a beautiful person. It's the only time they're saying all these beautiful, fragrant words are when you're doing something for them. But when you don't do anything for them, you're just that person that's, well, you know, yeah, that's my friend, yeah. You got to understand there are some people that will celebrate you, but then there are other people they will only tolerate you. And they will only tolerate you until they can get something that they want from you. So for us to be able to recognize, I mentioned earlier, God wants us to try their spirit, not by your spirit, but by his spirit. We have to examine everything and everybody. You know, some people, well, you know, it don't take all that. Yes, it does. And most of the people that say it don't take all that, most of the people that say it don't take all that, all the main want to get used, get hurt, get naive, get used, all of that. But like I said, many people think that, <laughs> many people think that Christians are uh, fool, foolish, naive. No. The Bible tells us that we are peculiar. That doesn't mean that we're better. It just means that we're different. We examine everything and everybody by the word of God. Point blank. Everything and everybody with and through the word of God. Not our opinion. Because we got to understand that we serve a righteous judge. We serve a, a righteous it's just a heavenly father that loves us so much that he has already given us the roadmap to heaven, but the guidelines are here on earth. Write that down. This is a GPS to get to heaven, but also a manual to handle heaven here on earth. Two and one. So if there's any problems that you have, if there's any situation, if there are people that come into your life, always, matter of fact, I said it today, before anything, the Bible tells us the men should always pray and not faint or meaning not lose heart or not lose the courage. God wanted to examine everything and everybody because the devil is trying to come to steal, kill, and destroy. But 
Jesus came for us to have life and have it more abundantly, which means a better quality of life. Now, I have to put this in there. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke about um, the thief comes to kill, steal, uh, steal, kill, and to destroy. A thief, understand that, a thief, not a robber, a thief, a robber will try to take something against your will. He'll look, he'll face you head on and he'll have something to try to overpower you. Could be some type of weapon, whatever. He'll do something to overpower you and take it. But a thief, a thief, no. A thief is a deceptive person. A thief is someone that won't do it in your face like a robber. A thief is someone that will go behind your back or will gain your trust for their good to take from you. In other words, that word thief actually comes from a word that's associated with embezzlement. Embezzlement is having some type of job in the bank. The bank gets robbed, there's an inside job that happened. Embezzlement. Embezzlement meaning an inside job of stealing within the bank of some sort. That's where the word thief comes from. It's a biblical word. You can look it up. And get this, if God will use the word thief in there for a reason, it's to show you that People that that will hurt you the most are those who would you have allowed to give your trust to. In other words, it's an inside job. This is what I found that I found out. I found out that um I found out we have a heart. Now this is the organ heart. The heart is an organ that pumps the blood. The heart is a very important organ, very important. But get this, you have something that's protecting your heart, and it's called the rib cage. The rib cage is protecting your heart from the outside. So if you look at it on the natural, you have your rib cage that's protecting your heart. Now, on the emotional sense, we have our heart. Our heart is supposed to be protected. So if we have our physical heart protected by a cage, which is the rib cage, that's in the natural or in the physical, the same thing that applies with the emotions. If God wants us to have our physical heart protected by a cage, for us to guard our heart with a cage, the same thing with our emotions. Our emotions are supposed to be guarded by a cage, which is called a rib cage. Now, that's to protect our heart from the outside. But I found out there's nothing to protect your heart from within. What do I mean? I was doing some research this week, and I saw that 
when it come down to illnesses, sickness, um, matter of fact, I was doing a research on the coronavirus, and they were saying that a lot of times when the virus is in your system, I found out the organ that it would try to attack is the heart. Why is that? Because they say is that the rest of the organs have something from within to protect it from an inside invasion. The other organs have something to protect, but your heart doesn't. <laughs> in other words, your heart has something to protect from the outside force, but nothing from the inside force. And that was a revelation for me. A lot of times, those that hurt us the most are those that we have allowed within our heart. <laughs> those that we have allowed. Why? Because a lot of times, we don't examine the people that we allow into our heart. All we wait on is someone to say a kind word to us, about us, and we internalize that and flip it to them. And we allow them entry into our heart. We're in their heart, and because we are in their heart, by default, we allow them into our heart. Is that good arithmetic? No, it ain't. Okay, you may be good friends with them. You may be a a great prayer warrior. You might be a great mentor. You might be a great accountability partner for them. But just because you are that for them or to them does not mean that it should be reciprocated for them to be the same way towards you. No. There's a lot of people, oh, yeah, you know, they say these, yeah, 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 you, you know, I appreciate it. Man, you really blah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay, well, thank you. Then all of a sudden, matter of fact, I, many times I hear people, they'll say some nice words. Hey, how you doing, man? You know what? God bless you, man. Man, you know what? I appreciate what you're doing. And, I, and, and I, I'm very, very, very appreciative to the beautiful words that people say. But when people approach me, I'm going to be real with you. I don't care who it is. There are some people, as soon as I see them coming, God, watch them. They finna tell you this and this and this and that. I'm like, oh, okay. That's why I tell people, you get into a relationship with God that God will forewarn you about things and people. Will God do that? Yes, he will. Throw this out there. When I was younger, I heard the story of Nebuchadnezzar. When he had a dream, and he was looking for someone not only to interpret the dream, but he wanted somebody to tell him the dream too. And so he used uh, people that were into psychics and witchcraft and all that stuff for them to tell him the meaning of the dream as well as the dream. Now get this. You have to tell them both. And if you were wrong, that was your life. You would get killed. The, the, so there were some people that were scared. They, they wouldn't say anything. But there was a man of God that was in jail. They got him out, and they told him. He told him the dream. He told him, get this, he told him the dream and the meaning of the dream. And ever since I was small, I saw that I said, God, you would use people that way. And I said, God, just like 
we look at uh, what's what's the name Solomon Solomon thank the Lord Solomon Solomon asked God for wisdom 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 discerning spirit and don't you know whatever you ask God with a sincere heart and for His for His kingdom He'll give it to you. So I told God, God, if you did that for the people that were in the Old Testament, if you did that for the people in the New Testament, God, look here, I need some help. I know nothing. I know nothing, but you know everything. So if you have me in this life for a purpose and you have an assignment for me, look here, I'm going to need your help. And I tell people, look here, you got to be real with God. You got to talk to God. You know, you know, some people were, you know, the great Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, the father that has everything. God, I need for you to just help me in every area of my life, you know. Just talk to God. God, look, I need some help. But we have to be at a point that we consult God about everything. Don't you know you're God's responsibility? God has an assignment for you, but do you think it's your assignment to do it by yourself? No. God is here to help us in every situation of our life if we want him to. He's not going to force himself upon us. God is a gentleman. He's not going to thrust. He's not going to make you do something that you don't want to do. So with those things, the discerning spirit, for us to be able to put people before God, God wants us to consult him. Because, look at this, especially when you're doing something, especially when you're going forth in your purpose and the plan that God has for you, don't you know the spotlight gets brighter, the stage gets bigger, but also the enemy attacks harder. So, God has this assignment for you. And he wants you to be able to depend upon him for you to be able to ask him who's for you, who's coming for you to support you, or who's coming to hurt you. And so, like I said, we have to be able to do that as far as consulting God about people because I'm telling you, people will come to you. They may say they mean well, but sometimes they're not qualified for your heart. Sometimes they're not qualified for your purpose. And it's not always about the relationship or boyfriend or girlfriend. It's part of it, but it ain't all of it. There are people that have friendships that they only tolerate. It's a one-sided friendship where you're doing for them. You always bail them out of situations and problems and all that stuff. You can't fulfill your purpose or your life because you're involved in helping them in their life. You're digging them out the ditch. And don't you know, get this, every time you get to do something, it seems like that's the time that they always call you for, oh, I got this going on. I got some. You're like, man, but because of your heart, you go over there, you help them, and you don't get a chance to accomplish what you need to do. I want you to look at it. I want you to, and this ain't for you to talk to everybody about, but this is a self-examination between you and God, because the person that you may be going to may be the one that God telling you you need to step away from. Hey, I believe in keeping it real. Don't you know not everybody was designed to follow you to your purpose. 
I, I saw the other day, I saw, we look in the Bible, we saw there were many crowds that were following Jesus. But the same crowds, the same people that were cheering him when he would walk, when he would ride down on that donkey, the same ones that were, hail Jesus, hail Jesus. Well, guess what? Some of them same ones that were the ones that were there saying crucify him. Why? See, when they were saying hell Jesus, they were looking at what they can get out of him. See, they had his they they had who he was, they had it mixed up. Oh, they thought that he was gonna be an earthly king. And they thought that hey, he gonna come to the rescue for them physically, but they had who he was, they had a misunderstanding of who he was. But then all of a sudden, the same ones, crucify him, and he did nothing. But, in spite of that, like I said, the same people that was in the crowd with him, when he made it to his purpose, which the purpose was to cross, when he made it to them to his purpose, the same people that were saying, hell, Jesus was not with him on his side when he was at his purpose. And understand, there are some people that you may have within your circle, but you have to start doing a spiritual self excuse me, a spiritual examination. You may have to get a spiritual application to make them fill out to see. You know what? Take an inventory with them. Why? Why are they in my life? Why are they? You know. Uh, hmm. What are they doing? What are they doing? Are they are they making me better or are they making me bitter? Are they making me get closer to God or are they pulling me away from God? And like I said, we can easily identify in other people's lives, but you have to be able to identify in your own life. We look at people, we're like, oh well, you know, um, you know that that, that person. Ooh, see. I don't know why they tolerating them. If that was me, we could point it to everybody else. Like, see, I don't know why they dealing with that. But see, if that was me, I wouldn't be dealing with that. Yeah, but you're dealing with your own problem. You're dealing with a problem that you need to be surrendering to God or letting people go. But you're telling this person they need to get their house in order and yours not even in order. Hmm. So with all that, being able being able to look at the type or the quality of people that we have in our circle or who we allow in our in our hearts. And like I said, it doesn't only mean someone that may be a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or our friendship, but also even allowing certain family members, certain church members in your heart. Don't you know, just because they relate to you does not mean that you automatically have to trust him. One of the things I always say, trust has to be earned. People think, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, trust got to, you know, respect got to be earned. No, it doesn't. You respect everybody. You respect people by default. Respect is free. Trust is earned. And when you begin to mix the two, then that's when you end up getting burnt. Trust has to be earned, not given. Trust has to be earned. 
when you start making people earn your trust, when you start making people earn your trust, then you start seeing the character or the quality of people. You see the true quality of people. When you start putting not only stipulations, but also responsibilities. Because people that we allow within our heart, a lot of them ain't, I'm going to be real, a lot of them ain't even worth it. There are some people that you have to love them. That was a saying, you have to love people from afar. And that doesn't mean that you don't associate with them, but hey, how you doing? You know, you don't put your stocks, you don't put your trust in them. Whatever you give them, look at it as, hey, if I give them something, I have to look at it as if I'll never get it back. We have to understand there are some people, hey, you give them something, don't, in other words, don't expect anything out of people that you can't trust. Don't expect anything from people. That's what we allow ourselves to be hurt or get let down on. We we put the we put the the standard or the expectations so high, and we don't even trust them. We put the we put our expectations so high on people that we can't trust. Why is that? Well, you know, I, I you know I know they did wrong, but I forgave them. Hey, look here. You can forgive a person, but just because you forgive a person does not mean that you have to trust the person. There's a difference. Forgiveness is for your benefit. So that way you don't allow yourself to be stressed or go crazy. But just because you forgive them does not mean that you give them the same level of trust that they had abandoned or they had abused. You don't do that. You can forgive them. Okay, no problem. But... If they come back to you, there's a word that you have to, it's, it's a little short word, and to some people, it's a cuss word. But you have to give them something that lets them know that you mean business. And it's a two-letter word, N-O, no. Give them a no. And then they say, well, you're supposed to be a Christian. Don't you know many people, they would say, are you supposed to be a Christian? They're the same one that ain't even a, even a nickel of life pertaining to what God's word says. Oh, but they're so easy to throw it back at you. You can't be used by that. Listen, they're trying to get to you here. They're trying to get to you through your emotions. But see, you you always help this person. You don't never do anything for me. Okay. You ain't got to argue. You ain't got to go tit for tat. If you do, you're going to waste your time. Only thing you're going to do, you're going to run your blood pressure high. But also, they throw it out there to get a reaction out of you. Don't give it to them. They just showing you their true colors. There's an old saying by Maya Angelou that said, when a person shows you who they really are, believe them, and that's what you need to do. Well, you know, the Bible says forgive 70 times 7 a day, and yes, it does. But it does not say trust them 70 times 7. It says forgive, <laughs> and there is a difference. It might be a harsh reality for some folks, but if we start implementing God's word the way that he said it in its proper context, then we can start seeing not only seeing the blessings of God, but we become less stressed because we don't allow people to make us lose our joy, make us lose our peace. God wants us to live the 
abundant life or the better quality of life. But we got to know what his word said and implement it and stop allowing ourselves to be used and be duped by folks who don't even care anything about us. So with us being able to recognize people who mean us no good, and like I said, regardless if they related to us or not, recognize it. And then also when you recognize it, do something about it. Don't allow yourself, uh, just like that old joke, they say, hey, you got something on your shirt. And keep doing that. You say, they say, hey, you got something on your shirt. And they put their finger up your nose and jerk your nose up. And you keep falling for it. How many times are you going to be falling for the okie doke? How many times are you going to be falling for the same old trick? Listen. And you can't expect them to stop the trick. You got to put a stop to it. So many people think, well, you know, if I don't do anything, then maybe they just go away. You fool yourself. Don't you know that you, they're going to, that's actually a form of bullying. They're going to bully you until you do something. Never until you stand up for yourself. You got to stand up for yourself. Not just physically, but spiritually. Well, you know, I'm tired of people picking on me. Okay, well, do something about it. You tired of people picking on you? Well, if you tired, then what are you going to do about it? We always, well, I ain't going to say always, but some people put the ball in other people's hands to have them to stop picking on them. No. Well, you know, I'm tired of them breaking, I'm tired of them breaking my house. I just hope that they leave. No, I wish a sucker would come. Let, let that person come back. Oh, I got something for them. <laughs> so, hey, look here. They keep doing that. Twelve months from now, they're gonna be a one-year-old ghost. You gotta put your foot down. <laughs> you know that may sound harsh, but it's reality. People are gonna think, oh, well, you know, if I don't do anything, they're not gonna, they're not gonna uh, pick on me. No, you know what? Sometimes you gotta get spiritually crazy. And when you get spiritually crazy, you're gonna realize, you know what? I got to put a stop to this. I'm the one that's supposed to put a stop to it. In other words, this problem is coming to you for you to do something about it. The problem ain't coming for you for them to stop doing what they want to do towards you. No, you got to be the one to make it happen. You got to. You got to be sick and tired to do something about it. Can't wait for somebody to do something. You can't wait for them to stop. You can't wait for somebody else to pick up for you. Every man and woman has a voice. But you got to be the one to use it. So in order for you to be able to have these changes happen, you got to stop it. But also being okay with dismissing people out of your life, that's the reason why we entitled it, let's just kiss and say goodbye. Because there are some people, that, like I said, there are some people that are designed to follow you all the way through your purpose. Like I said, there are some people that we have picked up along our life journey. Not the people that God assigned for us, but we have picked up spiritual hitchhikers along the way, but they're actually designed to go the opposite way or another direction. But because of our heart, we just pick up someone because we want to help everybody. But in actuality, we're picking up people that God did not authorize us to pick up. We have unauthorized passengers in our life journey, and God did not tell us to pick them up. 
Sometimes they might be on the side of the road because of their consequences of their bad choices. God may be dealing with them, but you're trying to get involved to help them, and you end up getting punished yourself. Hmm. So God wants you to be able to recognize, are these the type of people that are meant to you in your life, or these are the people that you need to be dismissing from your life? Sometimes we have to be okay with giving people a gift. Excuse me. Giving people a gift. And that gift is the gift of goodbyes. Goodbyes. There are some people that we, like I said, they may not want, they may not even like, well, you know, you just, you, you, you know, you, you, you need to take it easy. Oh, okay, no, no, it's okay. Okay. Well, you know what? How about you do your thing? I do mine. And also, flipping the script, we got to be cool when people dismiss us out of their life. You know, well, you know, well, I appreciate it. But no, don't you, no, don't you go. We've been, we've had a history together. We've been together ever since the fourth grade. We've been friends. We've been best friends. You know, we've been, I've been over to your house for dinner. You've been at my house for dinner. Don't break up this beautiful friendship. Uh-uh. And look, you think about all the history that y'all had together, but in actuality, they've been trying to get rid of you all that time. They just didn't know how to say it. They thought that you were going to be able to pick up some hints, but you just, well, no. Oh, the devil had been fighting in our friendship. The devil trying to break up our friendship. No, is God revealing who that person really is? They ain't your friend. So, that's something we have to come to the term, come to terms with, not just dismissing people out of our life, but being okay when people dismiss you out of their life. Okay, I'm I'm learning, and this is me. I don't know everything. Like I, said, I wake up every morning, I always ask God, God, what do you want me to tell your people? What do you want your people to know? And when I say your people, that not only include those who. God may want me to uh, say something on my page, but also even to myself. So I don't know everything. And also, guess what? You don't know everything either. So we have to be transparent to talk to God and say, you know what, God, give us this day our daily bread. It's, it's, listen, it's his responsibility to guide us and to show us. But we have to listen to what he says and accept what he says. And whenever God, we have, whenever we give something to God, whenever we pray about something, don't move until God responds back. Don't wait. It's just like, you know, somebody right in front of you asking you a question, but your supervisor is at home and you emailing him. I don't care if that person in front of you asks you questions and it's, you know, it's, it's above your pay grade. But they ask you all these questions. But well, how about you just did it? But you just emailed your supervisor. I don't care what the other person says. Supervisor responds back, and then you give them exactly what thus says the supervisor. Same thing pertaining to God. We got to do what thus says the Lord. Don't look. Don't take matters into your own hands. You wait till the supervisor or to God Almighty responds back. So 
if if some people, well, you know, well, I need a media answer now. I was speaking earlier today. When people pressure you about giving them an immediate answer or doing things quickly and you don't have the time to consult God, always turn it down. Never agree with them. Never agree to do something that you don't even have time to consult the Father about. Don't do it. Because a lot of times they know when it's a rush, you know, and especially if it's something they can wait. You know, now, let's say if it's an emergency and, you know, hey, um, this person needs blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, my, my son my son needs this right now. If my son needs something right now and there was an emergency, hey, he got it. But then also there's something else where, hey, daddy, do you think I need the blah, 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 daddy, can I? Okay, well, you know what? Let me let me pray about it. Let me, let me check it out. Let me do some investigation, you know. And I'm telling you, every time you put it before God, you say, but God, if you need, him, if you want him to do this, you work everything. Yeah, you bring some provisions, you make it happen, and he will. But then, if it's something that he does not want him to do, then it never works out. It's like something happened where you know what they counseled or something. Like, oh, okay, but God, thank you. It wasn't meant for him to have it, but meant for him to do it. But then all of a sudden, the things that God said no to. It set the avenue for God to give something much better than what he said no to. I'm telling you, a lot of times we take matters to our own hands and we hurry up and make a quick decision. And God, and look, it's pressure, it's stress. And then all of a sudden, God reveals, see, you took matters to your own hand. You went on and said yes to this, but I had. This set for you, but because you got this, then what I have for you, somebody else got to enjoy. <laughs> so we consult God about everything and everybody. Like I said, God will show you the realness or the truthfulness in people. That's why it's so important about that discerning spirit, the spirit of discernment. God will show you the ending of a thing before the very beginning of the thing. God will show you the specifics. God will show you things if you ask him, if you trust him. But also, God wants you to have your spiritual senses open, your spiritual sight for you to have insight of what he's trying to reveal about a thing and about people. I'm telling you. God will God will reveal God will show you who people are, who people really are but you have to accept it. God look God will show you that's who listen that's who that person is but even when God show it to you he he going to give you the choice. Now this is what you ask here. Now what you going to do about it? Well, you know, I'm going to see if I can work with it. Uh-uh. When God, look, when God gives you the identity of something or some people, it's for you to make a decision right then and there. Because once he gives you the information, once he gave you the data of the individual or the thing, then if you don't make immediate change, then you deal with the consequences. 
you deal with the consequences of those things. Because, like I said, there are some people they're not meant for you. They're not meant to be there. They're not meant to be there with you in your purpose. And it may be something within them. It may be something within you that's unlike God. There may be some jealousy. There may be some envy and enviness. There might be some manipulative spirit. It may be something. Because, when, get this, whenever God, he said, whatever God joined together, let no man put asunder, that's pertaining to marriage. But also, even pertaining to friendships. Get this, true friends, the trust level is there. Also, they don't have to talk every day. Let's just say if they don't talk to each other for two months because of business, not because of any problem, they might be busy, they might be uh, doing things, but when they talk, it's like they don't miss a beat. It's like, man, how you doing? You know, you know, I felt you the other day. That's why I text you to say I'm praying for you. I felt your hurt. I felt what you're going through. Those people, listen, people that you know that has your best interest at heart, don't you know right now they're praying for you right now? Even when you felt alone, even when you felt like, you know what, I don't know how I'm going to make it today. But then all of a sudden you got a, a, a surge of energy. You You felt vigorous. Because God was dispatching how you feel to somebody that could get a prayer through. You know what? And also sometimes somebody, all of a sudden they just call you and say, you know what, man, you was on my story. I just want to tell you, no matter what it looked like, no matter what it looked like, God going to see you through. I don't know what kind of day you having, but I felt the need to tell you to love you for a few minutes. I'm praying for you. I'm coming to you right now. I'm interceding for you right now. God will have people that you don't even talk to will come to you and give you exactly what you need. I'm telling you. So, but also on the same token, there are some people that we have picked up along the way, people that God didn't even authorize us to even put into our circle. But all of a sudden, when you're at your lowest, what happened? They come to you, hey, I, I, you know, can you can you help me out? You know, can you do this for me? Wait a minute, I ain't got nothing myself. Oh, 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 see, you supposed to be a man. You need to use faith. You know, uh, uh, yeah, the Bible says, and then all of a sudden, you like, you ready to snap. You already had a bad day before you dealt with them. Now you're about to snap. See, you, you need to be the person alone. Oh, well, you know, uh, I don't know. Anytime God put people in your life, they always have the ability to feed you. First, feed you spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And you you know that it's of God because there's a peace that comes. There's a God peace that comes. Evaluate each and every person that's within your circle or that's within your heart. And you examine them to see do you see or do you see any resemblance of God's character, of God's nature, of God's fingerprint on them, in them? You know, always, always look at our clothing. Don't you know our clothing always have a tag? 
our clothing always have a tag, and that tag was designed to let you know not only what a what a, uh, a clothing comes from, but also it tells you how to take care of it, the care of the clothing. If I'm not mistaken, I, I believe um, they had this in school. I learned this in school. I think is any clothing that's over a dollar or over two dollars or something like that. Any clothing, any um, any object that is two dollars or a dollar fifty or more, um, you have to put a label. Uh, to show you how to take care of it and all that stuff, you know, the care of it if you need to wash it in cold water or dry clean only or something like that. It's, I, I think I was in the ninth grade when in the home ec class and, and if somebody know it, then, you know, you're welcome to tell me. I, I totally forgot I just thought about that a few minutes ago, but for us to be able to know how to take care of what God has for us. So, boiling down to see if there are people who are in our life that we need to dismiss, then be okay with it. Be okay of, you know what, I thank you, you know, appreciate you, but you can't allow yourself to be used or, well, you know, I don't know how to tell them. You ain't got to tell them nothing. Show them. Show them. Don't you know right now we're responsible? Like I said, we got to be good stewards, good managers of our heart, of our possession, of our purpose. And along with that, being able to recognize when there are people who would not fit for the purpose and plan that God has for us, for us to recognize it and do something about it. So with that, understanding that if you want to know if somebody is celebrating you or tolerating you, sometimes you have to tell people no. And when you tell people no, watch their response. It might be an instant response where, excuse me, they'll they start talking about you or they start spreading your name out there to start lying or whatever. Okay. There might be an instant reaction. It might be a delayed reaction. You know, they used to call you uh, two or three times a week. But then when you tell them no, they quit calling you. You don't hear anything from them. But people ask you, see, people say, hey, can you do this for me? And you answer them, but they don't like your answer. That's not your problem. It's theirs. And I and I tell people this and, and we got we got a couple people. We got a couple people on the air right now. I want Every person to understand this, I'm going to say this real clear. When you tell people no about doing something or giving them something that belongs to you, if you tell them no, when you tell people no, you ain't got to give them the explanation. 
we mess up on that. Well, well why you not going to give me blah, blah, blah? First of all, it's mine. Second of all, you asked me, and I said no. So I gave you an answer. You just don't like the answer that I gave you. But like I said, that's just me talking to y'all. But you ain't got to explain. The, look, you ain't got to explain to grown folks about things that belong to you. And it doesn't have to be a possession. It could be your time. It could be your money. Oh, and I felt the need. I got to say this. I have to say this right now. Listen here. If you got people always coming to you, ask you for money. Now, I can understand there are some people who have gone into a hardship maybe once or twice. You know, totally understand that. But on the other hand, when people make it a habit of coming to you or going to you about borrowing money and borrowing money or whatever, I tell people this. Wherever my money goes, my advice goes too. If you want to accept my advice, you sure not going to accept my word. You think about it. You know, somebody asked you, somebody asked you for fifteen dollars for Monday. They say they're gonna pay you back Wednesday. Okay. You give them fifteen dollars. They pay you back Wednesday, and then when Saturday they come, they ask you for the fifteen dollars back. Okay, you give it back to them, and then. The next week, the same thing. 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 So in other words, they're just exchanging money. So if you give them money, hey, look here. Keep it. Let you know. Let it help you. You know, um, that's that. But then all of a sudden, if I'm continuously asking for that person to give me some money, give me some money, give me some money, give me some money, then... I can't get mad when they come to me and say, hey, look here, I know you've been asking me for money. Let's find out what the problem is. You know, um, are you not making enough money? Do you need to make some extra money? Or are you are you not managing or budgeting your money? Are you spending in something? Well, no, you can't tell me, hey, none of your business. Oh, yes, it is because, I, listen, it's my business. Your business becomes my business when you invest in my money in your business. So <clears throat> I got personal interest in your business. And that's the way you got to look at it. You got to tell people, hey, look, girl, don't you know anything pertaining to you, you have to say so in. That's your investment. So you have say so. It's just like um, if you are investing in a business and it's a publicly owned business, you are shareholder of that publicly of that public uh, business. It's a public trade, and you got stocks in that business. You have say so because your stocks means your voice. You have personal interest in a particular business because you have invested your stocks, your your money, your money, your stocks are the same and wherever you put your stocks in, you have say so in. And based upon 
how much you have invested is how much say so or influence I have in that business. So even though there may be a what you call them a majority share owner of that stock, I got say so in it because my stock has my voice. And if I can't have say so in the business that I have stocks in, then I need to pull my investment out. Same thing where you gotta look at. <laughs> yes, someone say have someone like that. Always asking for food but don't ever cook a grocery shop. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I may say this in a comical way, but I want us to take it seriously. People trying to play us for a fool. As believe in, and like I said, they always trying to throw our faith in it. But the Bible says, hey, hey, look here, this ain't the time for that. But that's why we have to be knowledgeable of God's word ourselves, so that way we don't allow people to play, play us for a fool. You know, one thing I always say, we as believers, as Christians, we got to let people know, meek don't mean weak. We're meek, but doesn't mean that we're weak. Just because it sounds it sound or it rhymes doesn't mean that it's the same thing. Meek don't mean it's weak. Meek doesn't mean weak. Meek simply means strength under control, discipline, structure, order. That's what we have. We have that. We ain't gullible. We ain't stupid. And, you know, I tell people, well, you know, they say, well, you know, uh, 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 I'm just I'm just living in life. I'm just going to ask God to help me. But there are times where God said, hey, look, I have given you the ability to help yourself. God not going to make you do anything. He's going to give you a choice. The choice is yours. You can allow people to walk over you or you can start saying no and gain your power and your strength back. Like I said, I was one of those individuals that used to let people use me. I, I was back in the day, back in the day, back in the day. Yes, I was one. Well, you know, and that was because of my insecurities and all this stuff. But now, that doesn't mean I'm better than anybody. Better. No, but I understand who I am in God. I understand who I am in God. I say. I understand that now. Now, shoot. Somebody somebody don't want to be my friend, somebody don't want to associate with me. Oh, okay, that's fine. You actually did me a favor because I recognize you're not the one for me. And if I see you're not the one for me, then that allows the one for me to come to me or for me to find the one that is for me. And that's pertaining to dating, friendship, whatever. To look at it like that. We up here some people trying to kill themselves because they don't want to be my friend. They don't want to marry me. You know, my girlfriend left me. My boyfriend left me. That's great. That's, that's a great thing for you. Think about it. You you about to kill yourself because somebody don't want you. That's actually freeing you for those that want you to find you. Does, does that make sense? Well, I, 
God. We've been friends a long time. So, <laughs> you know, look here. Gilligan's Island was on a, 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 a wrecked ship for many years. They were on the island for many years. But just because they were on there for the length of time, does that mean that they were their permanent home? No. They were there longer than they anticipated. <laughs> and there are some people that that may be in your friendship or some people that you may call friend and they're there longer than what God actually authorized. Like I said, when God put things together, God is not the author of confusion. Where there's when that, when God put friendship, like I said, it doesn't always mean pertaining to marriage or friend uh, uh uh dating. It could be friendship when God put people together, oh it clicks, but when we put people together, when we put ourselves with people, it's a struggle. It's a strain, and God may be telling you, okay, look, you got the, you got the, your life. You need to leave them alone. You need to cut them out. I did not authorize you to you know, be with them, be friends with them, get rid of them immediately, and you say, well, you know, and then all of a sudden, you deal with so much, so much headache, so much turmoil. And after you didn't have them, after you didn't, after you didn't went down, lost money, lost your time, lost your job, and then you realize, you know what, that person really didn't mean me any good. And it's like people trying to tell you, hey, I tried to told you, but you wouldn't listen. So we gotta understand when God say enough is enough, we gotta. It's been nice. Thank you. I, you know, you know what, I appreciate you. May God watch between me and thee while we absent one from another. Appreciate you. And be cool with it. Sometimes even in that breakup of friendship, dating, or whatever it is, sometimes God wants you to be by yourself for you to be able to get detoxed from toxic people. Detox. Spiritual detox Emotional detox, mental detox, sometimes physical detox. Detox yourself from toxic people. And like I said, a lot of times they are toxic because we choose. It's just like when you get an uncooked egg. If you eat an uncooked egg, you're risking your chance to get sick by salmonella. Salmonella or uh Raw meat, E. coli, all that stuff. And there are people that we have chosen from the assembly line that was uncooked. They were immature. But we chose them because, well, you know, that's my friend from high school. You know, that, that's my dog. That's my homeboy, whatever I said. But no time did we ask God, God, if that person was too enough to be in my circle, oh, let me wait for you to respond. Okay, they are. Okay, okay, good. But then all of a sudden, okay, God, if that person was too enough, they not. Well, you know, if they not, let me see if I can help them. Mm-mm. And what happened? They end up contaminating what God has for us, 
They end up contaminating our property. They end up contaminating our atmosphere, our environment. You know, I think about scripture that says if one could put a thousand to fight, two could put ten thousand. They're after the power of agreement. You know, when there's an agreement, it says two or more can stand together, touch and agree on anything. How many of you have looked and taken inventory of people that are able to touch and agree on the purpose plan God has for you? And are you able to touch and agree with them on the purpose plan God has for them? Hmm. That's something we have to think about. People that we choose in our life is a reflection of who we really are. And so we have to understand each person has to be examined because you don't need any you don't need any counterfeit. You don't need anyone that's not prepared for when God bless you. Are they the type that will sabotage what God sends to you? Or will God take you? Are they there to sabotage? Are they there to pollute where God is trying to take you? Or are they there to help build? That's what we have to look and see. Are they the ones that are going to be there to pray for us? If we feel in low, excuse me, when we feel low, when we feel weak, when we feel discouraged. We always hear the prayers of the righteous avail as much. But are you having people that could be able to have the prayers answered? The people that's listen, the people that's in your circle, are they the righteous that could be able to have their prayers prevail or unveil? You have to think about it. I always think about it in the Bible with the story it talks about when they be when they uh tore the roof off of a house where Jesus was ministering to. They tore the roof to get this guy. Their friend was sick. They dug a hole in the roof for him to come into the house while he was on the sick bed. Come into the house where Jesus was at. As a real friend, do you have those kind of people in your life? Do you have those kind of people? Because remember, that rib cage, remember I said earlier, that rib cage will protect our heart from outside invasions, but we have nothing to protect our heart from inside invasions. People that you have in your circle, are they, are they embezzling? Are they spiritually or mentally embezzling a plot? planned to take you out? Are they gaining your trust to gain something of value for them, not you? You have to pray and ask God, and this is the time, this is a crucial time right now where God want to get you to a place for you to be able to get what you've been desiring, what you've been praying about. But also it's time for you to take inventory because if God move and bless you right now, 
Do you have people in your circle, people that you call friends? Do you have family members that you associate yourself with that you have given them so much trust and they haven't earned it? If God, matter of fact, we heard the um, the the, uh, the story. Um, I forgot the lady name, but I saw she was the background singer. I think her name was Ruth or something like that. But she was the background singer of um, uh, I Can Tina Turner. And Sweetie Pies or something like that, she, she had a reality show. And she had her son that was there to help. And also, not only she had her son, but she had her grandchild, her grandson. A grandson from a deceased son that she already had, a deceased son that she had, and the grandson was there in the business. Well, after years, they found out that one of the mother's sons had a plot to kill the grandson. Horrible, but that was within the family. And so that's why I tell people, you have to examine people. Just because they family members, okay, that's fine and dandy. Well, you know, you know, family, they stick together. True enough, that's good, that's fine and dandy. But also, you got to be realistic and look at people. You know what? Uh-uh, no. That, that person's behavior, that, that, that person's behavior, what they're doing, they're not doing what I'm doing. So there's nothing wrong with you, you know, hey, God bless you. I appreciate you, whatever. But when you start trying to hang out with them, you're going to end up getting yourself in trouble. So we have to we have to start guarding our hearts. We have to be more responsible with our heart, responsible with our resources from the source. God wants you to be a better steward than what you are right now because he want to bless you. But if he don't trust you, well, what he's trying to give you, then you might be wasteful with what he's given you. I want you to understand that. See, a lot of time your blessing may be held up not because of you, but because of people that you chose around you. That might be something else. So, like I said, it's time for you to do a self-examination and be okay when people leave. Be okay. It's not the end of the world. Good, and they might be great people, but it may be you that may need to be more mature. It may be you that may be the toxic one in other people's lives, and you have to come to terms with that. You have to you have to admit who you are and where you are, and also when it comes down to other people, you have to accept that's who they are, but also you got to accept that's how you are. If you toxic. Hey, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna do you a favor. I think I just need to just buy myself for right now because I'm no good for nobody. And if you're no good for nobody, you just if you're no good for yourself, if you're no good for yourself, you can't be good for somebody else. That's something to think about. So as we get ready to pray, I want you to examine everybody that's in your circle. But also, I want you to examine yourself. If everybody in your circle is prosperous, is and like I said, when I say prosperous, I'm not just talking about the, the you know 
tangible blessings, the uh, uh, what we call uh, physical blessings, uh, the car, the house, uh, uh, none of that matters. Spiritually, that's what matters. I know a lot of people who are homeless. They have so much peace. But then I know some people that are multimillionaires. I know some people that are living in a big mansion. They're about as miserable as all outdoors. Like I say, I see it all the time. <laughs> I could see this homeless man. Hey, how you doing? You know, and he would come there to the jail and everything. And uh, it's not just one, but several of them. And they just be so happy and everything. All right, well I appreciate you. And uh, they say, well, all right, well I'll be seeing you around. I said, you better go home. Oh. You know what? A, they say, "Well, I'm homeless." I'm like, oh, okay. They just said, and they at peace. You know, I'm like, wow. You know, I wouldn't tell based upon their behavior. They're content. One guy say, "Well, you know what? Um, I got enough. I, I got enough socks." Um, I say, "Why are you bringing up your socks?" He said, "Oh, well." If I run out of toilet paper, hey, I use my socks. I'm like, oh, okay. So, so I, I bought him some, you know. I'm like, well, I appreciate it. You know, when I saw him outside, hey, <laughs> you know. So, but we got to be at peace. Like I said, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. That's what he's trying to exhibit to us. He want to give to us. Let me let me say it like this. He wanna to give to you. So as we get ready to pray, whatever your petitions are, whatever your needs or desires, we can give it to God. The Bible tells us cast all of our cares upon him once and for all, for he cares for us. He cares for listen, he cares for you. Your hopes, your dreams, your ambitions, your desires. He cares about all of that. Yes, he cares about little old you. Big old God is concerned about little old you. So in case you've been living this life or you've been living somebody else's life, give it to God, surrender to God. Give everything him once and for all. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful encounter. We're coming to you right now, God. I ask you, Lord, to forgive us. If there's anything that we said, done, or thought, or felt that was unlike you. We ask you for your forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. God, we're coming to you right now, God. ask you all to help us right now, God. Help us, God, to be the men and ladies that you call for us to be right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God. We don't know, we don't know about ourselves. We don't know even how to pick even healthy things to eat, God. God, we have even done things have caused hurt or harm or even have chosen people who have caused hurt and harm in our lives. So, God, we know nothing, God, but so, God, we depend upon you, God, to help us in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, we surrender our will and our ways to you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and we say we're bound everything you stand for, we're bound every problem, we're bound every affliction right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we're speaking right now, God. For those who have been hurt, God, we speak, God, that you touch, that you heal their heart, God, heal their minds right now, God. Help them, God, to surrender, God, that hurt, God, and God, help us, God, to even forgive right now, God. 
But God, those who may have been broken, God, trust who has been broken, God, help them, God, even to forgive themselves right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we're speaking, God, for those who have caused to hurt, God. Give them that desire to not only get it right with you, but most importantly, get it right with others, God. We know, God, that you want us to get it right with each other, God, before we can get it right with you. So, God, we're speaking, God, that you set the scene right now, God. Set the scene where the problem, where the confusion be left alone, God. God, where the where there's feud or where there's conflict, God, let there be peace, God. In the feud, even in the family feud right now, even the bickering, the, 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 the usury and all these things that are going on, God, that is unlike you, God. We give everything to you right now, the problem, the situation and everything right now. In the name of Jesus, to you. Speaking, God, for those who are grieving, God, touch their heart, God, touch the family right now, God. Comfort them right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speaking, God, even with the devil meant for evil, God, you would turn it for our good. So, God, we speaking for purpose being revealed, God, that hopes and dreams and ambitions be restored right now, God. That faith be built up right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God. Thank you, Lord, for showing yourself strong on the behalf of the believers right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we get we praise you right now, God. Not just for what you're going to do, but most importantly for who you are, God. We thank you, Lord, for what you've already done, God. We thank you, Lord, for working everything out, God. We thank you, Lord, for working behind the scene and on the stage right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak you, God, for sweet sleep right now, God. We speaking, God, that you heal the bodies right now, God. Heal the heart, God. Heal the mind right now, God. We speaking every cell, every organ, every tissue, every fiber of their being, God. Every bone right now, every cell, line up with your word of healing and wholeness right now. In the name of Jesus, somebody with that heart condition right now, God. We speaking, God, that you let the heart pump better than they ever had, God. We speaking, God, that you regulate the blood right now, God. Cleanse the blood right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, do a spiritual transfusion for those who ain't saved, God. Give them that desire to accept you as Lord and Savior in their life right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Some of them may be struggling with their past right now, God. Give them that desire to yield everything to you once and for all, once and for all. And God, help them, God, to forgive themselves right now. There's somebody that's beating themselves over past uh, bad decisions right now, God. Give them that desire, God, to forgive themselves right now, God. And God, help them to understand, God, you God, God, that will give, that will restore a second chance, a third chance, God, many chances, God. So, God, help them, God, to forgive themselves, God, and help them, God, to seek your word, seek your truth, and apply it to their lives right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're about to do right now, God. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one for tuning in. Um, before we get ready to get off the air, I do have to make a an announcement as I'm as I'm setting up for the announcement. Um, for those who for those who want to catch get in contact with me, feel free to catch me on Facebook, um, Brother Prater. Also, for those who are uh, in the Dallas area on the eighth. 
on the eighth of the, here it is on the eighth excuse me on the tenth September the tenth October the tenth I'm sorry Saturday October the tenth from eleven to two p.m. we will be having there is no love in the lick and domestic violence is real. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and we're having a special program with many fabulous speakers. I want to invite each and every one. It's hosted by our very own Crystal Floyd. We're having a domestic violence um, event, a domestic violence awareness event, and it is set, excuse me, October the 10th. Saturday, October the 10th from 11 to 2 p.m. We're going to have it at B Creations, 2084 North Jim Miller Road, Dallas, Texas, in this building number 103D, Diaz and Dog, 103D, Diaz and Dog. If um, you want more, you want to know more about the event, you can... um, Call me at 214-908-3056. Serious inquiries only. We will have a great time, great speakers. And also, once again, I want to thank each and every one tuning in. Feel free to keep in contact with me. Like I said, I'm Brother Prater. And also, you can go to brotherprater.com forward slash brotherprater.com forward slash store. You're able to see my new book, uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper. It's a tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater. Um, also, I have another book called A uh, Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. And it's not just for men, but it's for ladies too. Um, I hope and pray that something was said that will minister to you and help you to be able to live the life that God called for you to live. So, Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you, and good night.